This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's Friday night. It's the preview show. It's the No Name Ever podcast. Hello and welcome to the preview show brought to you by the Known and Never podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Bromley, but joining me as ever is the main man himself, the headliner of the preview show. And that is, of course, Dave Statman Roberts. Hi, Dave. How are the nerves Hello. holding up? Uh, slightly better after the midweek uh, results, I would say, more, more so than after uh, the weekend. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a couple of a couple of very weird results from the week. I think uh, Leeds seem to be trying to do their absolute best to get themselves relegated. I don't really know what's going on there. There's some uh, very ill-disciplined play going on there. And um, you've got to say, whilst they might not need it, Everton have got to be looking at a disappointing result for that Watford game. It was one they were expecting to win. They struggled against uh, Watford's under eights, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> under eights. Did you? What? Why was that? I didn't really catch up on this, Dave. So, and I, and I suspect there's probably listeners out there who've done the same. But was this just literally a case of because of the lateness of the league? Did I see something that because Watford now have had relegation confirmed, there's a lot of players out of contract who they're not offering contracts to, so they then couldn't play. A bit like when we had that situation with. Um, Hendrick, didn't we, and, and Brady, yeah. where they couldn't play. Is that, is that what's happened there? They just let loads of players go? I think it's a combination of facts. I think, yeah, once they've been relegated, then they do have issues from that point of view. I think there have been one or two injuries. Um, and it's just like a, a perfect storm of things, really. And it ended up playing a, a really weak team on paper anyway, although they did get the uh, the nil-nil draw. Yeah, they did. And like I say, it's it's a, it's a funny one. It sounds ridiculous, really, in that Everton are going to end up staying up this season, but they're blipping lucky. Um, you're certainly, you know, they'll be very disappointed with that. Um and then obviously we're in a situation now where we obviously leads leads comprehensively lost to Chelsea last night. Listeners, we're recording this Thursday night, then the night after the Leeds Chelsea game. Um, so we've effectively got a free hit, haven't we? I think Dave, which we'll we'll talk about in a little bit. Our, our game this week. Um, um, yeah, that's one way of looking at it, I suppose. I mean, the the, the other way is that uh, if we can get a win from either of our next two games and Leeds lose, I mean that's a, a big if. 
then with the goal difference, then we'd be fine yeah, going we're into the absolutely final game. Fine. Yeah, yeah, which, oh my goodness, do we want? Well, let's well think about that in more depth um, in a little while, Dave, because before we get on to that, we, of course, have a quiz question that we need to give our listeners the answer to. Now, before we did uh, preview the last game, we gave you the following question. Against which team did Jack Cork score his first Burnley goal and what was the year? Dave, can you please hit us up, please, with the correct answer? Yeah, well, we give a few clues in the uh, previous preview show. We did mention that Jack Cork had played on loan for Burnley. That was more than a decade ago. And coincidentally, it was the final match of our 2009-10 Premier League season against our next opponent, Spurs, that Jack Cork scored his first Burnley goal. A header, not surprisingly. Uh, that was in a 4-2 uh, comeback win at home uh, in 2010. So we wanted to hear Spurs and 2010 as the answers. And did we get those answers, please? Uh, yeah, quite a few of you got in touch and we received correct answers from uh, Tim Holden, David Entwistle, John Robertson, Mark Gibbons, Andrew Blythe, and also our very own Tom Whittaker. So that's at least six. Uh, and apologies to any others that I might have missed. Uh, perhaps, though, some of these uh, replies may have come from subscribers to the Noni Never newsletter. Uh, last Monday, Jamie Smith also included a reminder uh, to the question and also put a link to the goals from the Spurs match in his On This Day video, which was a coincidence. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that might have been a clue for some people. Ah, good. That's good, though, because it shows our wonderfully loyal listeners are reading our newsletter and listening to our podcast. And that's what we're here for, Dave. That's what it's more can initiative. we possibly... Exactly. What more yeah. can we ask for? Um, well, listeners, do not fret. You don't have to wait for very long to get the next quiz question. You just need to hang around until the end of the show. So don't go anywhere. We will be giving you this week's quiz question right at the end of this episode. Premier League head to head. Okay, let's preview a show, Dave. Not many left of this what hopefully won't be the last Premier League season for a while. We are at, uh, we're away this weekend. It is Tottenham Hotspur, Sunday the 15th of May, 12 noon kickoff live on BT Sport. Why don't you kick us off, please, um, with the history of this fixture, starting with Premier League meetings. Uh, yeah, well, Tottenham Hotspur are another club that have been in the Premier League for all of Burnley's eight Premier League campaigns, including the current one. Uh, but this area of North London has not been particularly productive for travelling Clarets fans during this time. Uh, in our seven previous trips to play at Spurs in league games during this time, uh, three of those games have been at White Hart Lane, uh, two at Wembley and two before this weekend at the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And we've only picked up one point. Uh, that was from a drawn game at Wembley in August 2017 uh, with six defeats on our other away trips. Uh, the draw, which we mentioned, was at Wembley. Uh, and after Deli Alley's goal gave the home side the lead shortly after the break, it was Chris Wood who came off the bench to score a late equaliser. Uh, of the six defeats, three have been by a single goal. That gives us some hope, uh, as well as defeats in December 2014 and December 2016 by a 2-1 scoreline. Uh, substitute Christian Eriksen scored the only goal of the game past Joe Hart in second half injury time. That was at Wembley in December 2018, uh, when it looked like the Clarets had enough to get a point. Um, our first Premier League visit to play Spurs in 2009, that ended in a 5-0 defeat at White Hart Lane, with Robbie Keane scoring four of the goals past Brian Jensen. And there was another heavy 5-0 defeat 
in December 2019, uh, when Hung Min Sun was allowed the freedom of North London to weave his way the entire length of the pitch before scoring past Nick Pope. Uh, it wasn't much better in the corresponding fixture from last season, as Burnley suffered a 4-0 defeat in a match that took place in February. So with survival this season still on a knife edge, we st- we'll need to do much better if we're to get any kind of positive result this Sunday afternoon. Yeah, definitely. Memory match! So why don't you let everyone know what game you've chosen for our next fixture then, please, Dave, which is our memory match. Uh, yeah, the slim pickings from our recent Premier League away trips against Spurs, uh, so we need to go back a little bit further to find an away match that is worthy of our memory match feature. Uh, following Burnley's relegation from the top flight in 1976, uh, the only time the two teams met in the league between then and our return to the top flight in 2009 uh, was in the second division in the 1977-78 season. Uh, and despite a victory at Turf Moor, Burnley suffered a 3-0 defeat at White Hart Lane. Uh, however, there have been some cup meetings in the intervening period. And the one that stands out is a League Cup quarterfinal tie uh, that was at White Hart Lane in January 1983. Uh, the competition was sponsored by the Milk Marketing Board that season, and the Milk Cup match at White Hart Lane was indeed a memorable one. Uh, the big news prior to the match was the sacking of Burnley manager Brian Miller, who paid the price for the Claret's poor league form, uh, but performances and results in cup competitions had been slightly more promising. Uh, Frank Casper was given the job of motivating the players for this big match in the capital. Although it was still nil-nil at half-time at White Hart Lane, that scoreline gave no warning of the five goals that would be produced during the second half. Uh, shortly after the break, uh, Burnley failed to deal with Gary Mabbott's long throw from the left, and the ball came to Terry Gibson, who fired in at the far post. Uh, but Burnley were level. Uh, that was after 65 minutes, following a short corner routine on the right, uh, Young's floated cross into the box was headed into his own net by Graham Roberts, put Burnley level. Um, and then after 75 minutes, um, Ray Clements came out, handled the ball, was lucky perhaps not to be um, uh, sent off. I don't think it was even booked. Uh, but from the free kick, uh, Young played the ball to, to Taylor, who touched the ball on for Billy Hamilton to poke the ball in from four yards. Uh, and then it got worse for Spurs. Uh, Derek Scott played in Taylor down the right. He advanced the byline where his cross deflected off Graham Roberts again uh, for another own goal. He'd scored two own goals in the game. And we weren't finished then. There was still time for Billy Hamilton to latch on to Brian Flynn's through ball. Um, he outpaced the defenders and fired a low left-footed shot from just inside the box for a fantastic 4-1 win. Um, it was a very memorable match for the 2,500 Burnley fans who were in the ground to see the match, uh, as well as many, many more who were listening to the radio commentary. Uh, victory and the Clarets, a semi-final place and a two-legged matchup with the mighty Liverpool. On this day! Next up then, Dave, it's on this day, where we're going to be looking back at matches played on the same date in the past. Getting trickier and trickier, isn't it, Dave, as we're getting uh, further into May? Uh, it is. It's perhaps uh, not too much of a surprise as we get towards the end of the season. There are fewer matches to choose from in our On This Day feature. Um, in fact, if you delve into the history books or indeed, as I did, trawl through the contents of the Burnley Stats match database, uh, there are just three competitive uh, Burnley matches that have been played previously on this date, on the 15th of May. Um, however, before I come to those... Um, I did widen the net slightly and have looked at three uh, other games. There's been three Burnley friendlies played on this date. 
1949, the Clarets went on a post-season tour of Spain and played out a nil-nil draw against Real Madrid at the Santiago Bernabeu Stadium. And in 1954, the Clarets were in Mauritius and played several matches, including a 7-1 win on the 15th of May, in which Bill Holden, Les Shannon and Jimmy McElroy each scored a brace to add to a David Cargill penalty. And then in 1958, Burnley were in Prague. Uh, they lost 2-1 in a friendly match against a Czech eleven, with Brian Pilkington scoring the goal for the Clarets. Uh, in terms of the three competitive matches, they were all more recent. Uh, in 1984... Hull City played a rearranged fixture at the end of the season. Uh, this was because they'd failed to turn up to the original fixture, that was back in January, and although they were fined, they somehow avoided a points deduction for their transgression. Uh, the Tigers needed to win by three goals to gain promotion at Sheffield United's expense, but could only manage a 2-0 win, that was in John Bond's last match, as Burnley manager. Uh, and there were also several Blades fans in the crowd at Turf Moor to welcome the outcome. Uh, ten years later, in 1994, we faced Plymouth Argyle at Turf Moor in the first leg of the playoff semi-final. And although that match ended goalless, we went on to win the second leg, um, as well as triumphing over Stockport County in the final at Wembley. Uh, finally, for this section, it's exactly 12 months since we faced Leeds United at Turf Moor in a match which ended as a very disappointing 4-0 defeat. So with one draw and two defeats in our previous three competitive matches on the 15th of May, we'll be hoping to go one better with a win against Spurs this Sunday. Yeah, we certainly will. Um, well, that brings the history section of this um, preview show to an end, Dave. So why don't you bring us right back into the present and starting off with our scouting report. Scouting report! Uh, yeah, although Spurs started the season with Nuno Espirito Santo as their manager, he was sacked in November uh, with Antonio Conte appointed to take over. However, it does look as if he may well fail in his bid to secure a top four finish. It's going to be very tight between them and their North London rivals, Arsenal. However, the match did take place tonight and uh, Spurs won that one 3-0. Uh, so it's uh, all to play for still in uh, in that particular battle for fourth. Um, it isn't too long since we played Spurs. Our victory over them at Turf Moor, thanks to a Ben Mee header, was in February. And so we covered their transfer activity then, including the January window, uh, when they brought in a couple of players from Juventus, namely Rodrigo uh, Bentoncourt on a permanent transfer, as well as the loan signing of Dejan Kulusevski. Um, Spurs have played almost exclusively with a 3-4-3 formation since Conte's arrival. Uh, barring any injuries or suspensions, we would expect them to line up with Captain Hugo Lloris in goal, uh, a back three of Davis, Dyer, and Romero in front of him, although Romero didn't play tonight. Uh, wing backs will most likely be Emerson Royale and Ryan Sessignon. Uh, and against Liverpool last weekend, they had uh, Hoybier and Bentoncourt as holding midfielders and a front three of Harry Kane flanked by Hung Min Son and Dejan Kulusevski. Uh, when I originally wrote this script, uh, Harry Kane and Hung Min Son had scored 33 Premier League goals between them so far this season. Uh, that was one more than Burnley's overall goal score tally of 32. But they've extended that with three more between them in Thursday night's North London derby. Um, however, for a change this season, it's Son who leads the way with 20, that's now 21, with Harry Kane trailing, he's now got 15. Uh, no player has scored more goals against Burnley this millennium than Harry Kane. Uh, he shares that stat with David Nugent and Sergio Aguero with nine goals each. Uh, eight of Kane's nine goals against Burnley were for Spurs, 
with one during a loan spell for Millwall. Uh, Hum Min Son's tally is three goals against Burnley, all for Spurs. Uh, In terms of FPL points, it's perhaps no surprise that Son and Kane lead the way. Uh, This was, again, before tonight's game, so that these totals will have gone up. Uh, But previous to uh, Thursday, uh, it was 230 points for Son and 162 for Kane, respectively. Uh, Hugo Lloris was in third on 139. And three other Spurs players, that's uh, Dyer, Regulon and Hoybier, have also surpassed the 100 points mark. Uh, One thing is for sure, Spurs have attacking talent in abundance and can score goals from all areas of the pitch. And it'll take a momentous effort to keep them at bay and convert opportunities at the other end of the pitch. Although this will be our one and only chance to do a league double this season. Well, that cheered me up, Dave. Thanks for that. Um, Well, you've heard what we think about our opposition, but you know we like to give you a balanced view here on the preview show. And this week, we talked to Ricky from The Last Word on Spurs, who gave his thoughts ahead of the game. Opposition view. Hello there, guys. This is Ricky Sachs from The Last Word on Spurs. I hope you're keeping safe and well. This is a preview for the No No Never podcast. Of course, Tottenham Hotspur taking on Burnley this Sunday in the Premier League, recording after a bouncing North London derby win for Tottenham Hotspur to keep alive their battle for the top four and to finish above North London rivals Arsenal. And I've got to be honest and say to you guys that I'm still on cloud nine after an incredible night at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in a jubilant victory for Tottenham over Arsenal. Really comprehensive, confident 3-0 display. And we really did take Arsenal apart on the night. Yes, there, of course, was a red car, which obviously played a factor into the result. But Spurs on the evening were absolutely superb. And there's a real desire, belief now under Antonio Conte, that Tottenham can finish in the top four. But, of course, standing in our way is a midday kickoff against a Burnley side that have been resurgent under, of course, Jackson, who's done so well there. I know he's just coming off the back of receiving the dreaded curse of manager of the month. And it's not going to be easy. I think many Spurs fans going into this, it's that typical feeling of thinking, we've beaten Arsenal, we're productive up against Burnley now, because that's just the nature of Tottenham Hotspur as a football club. But being honest with you, I have been so impressed with Burnley over the last few weeks since the managerial change. I think many fans outside of Burnley were thinking they'd be crazy to get rid of Sean Dyche, you know, a guy that's always seemed to find a way of keeping Burnley safe and um, a club that were looking quite consistent, actually, in the Premier League in terms of being able to stay in the competition and hopefully looking to eventually build upon their Premier League status. So um, I know it's been a difficult season for Burnley fans. I know in terms of results, it's not been what they've always wanted. But I've got to be honest and say to you that I can see Sunday being a really, really tough game for Spurs. I think Burnley, they're fighting for their lives, which in a way might play in Tottenham's hands. I think Spurs have struggled this season when they're trying to break opposition down that simply are coming to try and sit for just a point. I think what might suit Spurs quite well is Burnley going to this game and they have to probably come and get more than a point and therefore they've got to be showing some form of an expansive attacking display, which I'm hoping will play into Tottenham Hotspur's hands. But I think our concern is that Spurs have found it very difficult against teams that sit in, play deep, the likes of, we've seen Brighton do to Spurs, uh, we've seen Southampton do it as well and come away with joy. So, I think for Tottenham at the weekend, it's about patience, it's about calmness. Spurs don't have to win the game in the first minute. And again, as we've seen against Arsenal, Spurs have been able to handle pressure 
on a magnitude of a real high scale. Going into that Arsenal game, Spurs knew that really anything other than a win, their top four hopes would have been over. So this is a great opportunity for Tottenham to take three points and stay obviously in between the Arsenal game of where they're going to be obviously playing Newcastle United away, Newcastle's final home game of the season. It's an opportunity for Spurs to return to the top four against Burnley. I think from a Tottenham perspective, the only concern at the moment really in terms of player availability is Christian Romero. Antonio Conte seemed to indicate that it looks highly unlikely that he may feature now for Spurs' final two Premier League games of the season, which is a massive blow because Christian Romero has been absolutely superb for Tottenham. He's been a real rock in that defence alongside Eric Dyer and Ben Davis, to be fair. Those three as centre-backs have been phenomenal for Tottenham this season. So, so steady since the arrival of Antonio Conte. So that's the big injury doubt for Tottenham at the moment. Of course, they're obviously be recovering this morning. We'll know more really in terms of where the players stand over the weekend in the build-up to the game. But Christian Romero, the big doubt for Tottenham and probably the worst doubt Spurs could have hoped for. But to be fair, Davidson Sanchez, who replaced on the night against Arsenal was absolutely superb. I've got to say that it's not easy to come into a game where you haven't been playing regularly. He's been out of the team for a good three to four months. So to come in and put in the display he did was superb for the Colombian. And Spurs need to give, again, another performance like that. They need to bring another atmosphere like that to the top of the stadium, which was incredible in the build-up to the Arsenal game. It was really intimidating. And I'm sure that had an effect on the Arsenal players as well. So I think from a Tottenham perspective, I know it's an early kickoff, 12pm. It's not the greatest time. I think Spurs have struggled to get up for morning kickoffs, but Spurs are playing for a purpose now. They've got the opportunity, as I've said, to move back into the top four with Arsenal playing a day later. But we know Burnley won't make it easy for Tottenham. So for me, I'm going to go with a 2-1 Spurs win. I see it being a really, really tight encounter. I think Burnley will sit in. They will look to break potentially on the counter-attack. But I think the good thing for Tottenham is Burnley have to come and get a result. They have to come and you feel get something at Tottenham. Although Leeds are, like I say, just below Burnley in the table and Burnley are above the relegation zone, Burnley, you feel, they still need to get another result. And that's where for Tottenham, Tottenham got to be obviously cautious of that, careful, but you would expect Tottenham with the form they've shown against Arsenal. Anything, a performance such as that nature, I can only see a Tottenham win. So I'm going to go for 2-1 Spurs, as I've said. Guys, I'm wishing you the best for the rest of the season part of the game. And I look forward to hopefully speaking to you guys next season. Thank you so much, as always, for your time. And take care. Okay, I think that just leaves us to have a look at who the referee is this week then, please, Dave. Uh, yeah, we've got a veteran Leicester-based official, Kevin Friend. He's another of the 50-plus brigade. Uh, and he'll have the whistle for this Sunday's match. Uh, we're unbeaten in, well, we're unbeaten in both Burnley matches he's taken charge of so far this season. Uh, those were the nil-nil draw at home to Norwich City, that was back in October, as well as an emphatic 3-0 away win at Brighton in February. However, there are some more ominous omens coming from the fact that he's also taken charge of three previous meetings between Spurs and Burnley. All three were Burnley defeats in matches played in North London. Kevin Friend was the referee for our 2-1 defeat in our last visit to White Hart Lane in December 2016, and both of our visits to the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which we've already mentioned were a 5-0 defeat in December 2019 and also a 4-0 defeat from February 2021. 
Overall, Burnley have 10 wins from Kevin Friend's previous 30 games in charge, with six draws and 14 defeats. And finally for this section, uh, Stuart Atwell will be the video assistant referee this Sunday. Good stuff. Well, I know you don't want to leave it there, Dave, because you like to treat our listeners. So why don't you delve deep into those pockets of yours and let our listeners have your miscellaneous stat of the week. Statman Dave's stat of the week. Uh, Yeah, the current campaign is Burnley's sixth consecutive season back in the Premier League. But if we look back at the previous five seasons and focus on the last three Premier League games of those campaigns, Burnley's only victory was the 2-0 away win at Norwich in game 37 of the 2019-20 season. That means that in these 15 matches played, Burnley have lost 11, drawn three and won just once. Every single point and especially any wins will be absolutely vital as we enter this critical phase of the season. And although we haven't yet reached a must-win scenario... We know that a rare end-of-season victory could be pivotal to our survival hopes at the expense of the teams around us, most especially Leeds United. Yeah, definitely. Um, How are you feeling then about the game at the weekend? I think we we touched on this at the outset. I think with Leeds not taking any um, gains on us in that midweek game against Chelsea, which was as expected, um, and also suffering some ridiculous suspensions to two key players, a new out for the season and another injury. Um, What I meant at the week, uh, sorry, at the outset of the show, and I was saying this is a free hit, is that we're not expected to get anything from this game. But my goodness, if we got even a point, what a difference that would make to the, the final two games. Uh, well, yeah, a win would be fantastic, but yeah, even a point at uh, at Tottenham would be a, a, a decent result um, and could be the difference. I mean, every point at this stage of the season is um, is very valuable. I mean, you, you can only control what you can do in terms of your results. Um, we can't control what Leeds United do. Hopefully they carry on as they, they have been doing, but we can't rely on that. We have to get some points ourselves. If we don't do it against Tottenham, We'd like to get a, a positive result against Aston Villa and hopefully atone for the uh, defeat we had at home against them on, on Saturday. Hopefully we've learned something from that game and we can improve when we uh, have the reverse fixture. But yeah, it's going to be a, a toughie. We, we don't go in with um, with high hopes, but you never know with Spurs. They're very sort of up and down side. I mean, Spurs, eh? Very Spursy. Very Spursy. Well, they were last time, weren't they? They, 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 were. they? they beat Manchester City immediately before playing us and then yeah. came to Turf Moor and lost. So maybe that'll uh, repeat itself again uh, this week. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, obviously, we, we we thought, well, we know it's going to be like this at the end of the season. Now, Mike Jackson's in charge again. And we've got some good news on that front today. Manager of the Month, Dave. That's um, excellent news. Uh, slight surprise, actually. Yeah, I mean, it, it was obviously only manager for part of the month. We had a, a win and a defeat under Sean Dyche before he was um, given interim charge. And I was quite surprised. I thought with the other uh, contenders in there, the fact that Pep and uh, Jurgen Klopp were in there, one of those two would win it. But no, it was announced uh, uh, on Thursday that, yeah, Mike Jackson had had won the uh, Premier League Manager of the Month. So, yes, a nice, nice surprise for, for him and the management team. Now, on the flip side of that... Um... The injury situation is not looking great, Dave. Why don't you bring us up to date with what on earth has gone on there? Uh, Well, we're not 100% sure because, as I say, we're recording this on Thursday. We won't have the press conference until Friday. Uh, There were some uh, training videos that were out this week, uh, which um, I don't know whether there's been a little bit of um, disinformation going on or whether it's... I I don't know. I'm I'm calling it training gate. Uh, There were certainly suggestions 
that the training videos that were put out, they featured um, Jay Rodriguez, uh, Tarky and Jack Cork on there, that they may have been taken from the archive and weren't this week's one, either uh, deliberately or, uh, or inadvertently. Um, but yeah, from an injury point of view, we know the long-term injuries. We know that Ashley Westwood with his ankle is going to be out, that uh, Johan berg still out. Um, but we will find out more about the other doubts. So that's um, J-Rod, Tarky, Corky and uh, possibly Maxwell um, in the Friday pre-match press conference. Um, but as I say, we're recording this prior to that and we won't get to hear from Mike Jackson until uh, until sometime on Friday afternoon. Right, okay, well, we need to keep an eye on that, obviously, and see uh, see what's going on there. Um, do you, ho- well, you know, you, you say you don't hold up too much hope, though, but I think an important strategy with these particular games, once we know what Leeds have done, is that because we don't need to, it would be nice to get a win, but because we don't need to go out there and try and get a positive result, we can almost set up at the weekend and just try and get a point. That I think that's a, a valid strategy. Um, I think we do. I, I think we need to have a, a stronger start to the game. What we've found in our recent games, although we have had some good results in them, we've had um, poor starts to the game. So even if we've yeah. not actually conceded goals, we've had sort of um, close shaves early on in the game. So, um, yeah, I think we need to be um, really on it from the start and really concentrating. We can't afford to concede an early goal. I think if we go a goal behind, it's going to be very difficult to, yeah, uh, to get back into it. Yeah, definitely. Go on then, Dave. Give me a goal prediction, a score prediction, sorry, please. I'm going to be reasonably positive and go for a uh, bog standard 1 1 draw. Oh, I love it. I was going to say a 1 1 draw as well. Who do you think is going to score? Um, I've been saying it for weeks. Dwight McNeil is going to get a goal eventually, surely. Uh, that's, a, that's a good shout. I'm going to go for Vout. I think he will score. Um, listeners, you know the drill by now, please. We want your score predictions, please. We want to know who's going to score. And for a bit of fun, we want to know how he's going to score. Head, foot, left foot, right foot, backside. We don't care. Let us know what you think. You can tweet us at known and ever. You can put a comment on our Facebook page or you can email us at previewshow at knownandever.net. Um, now, Moving on, Fantasy Premier League. Dave, we're a bit all over the place at the moment. We said to our listeners last week that we thought that was it until the grand reveal. We now think that we're going to be able to give you an update next week, but we can't this week because there's still one more match remaining for game week 36, which is obviously the North London derby. Um, We think that we might be able to take a snapshot of the standings prior to the weekend's matches so that we can give you a game week 36 update next week. But then that will definitely be the end until the grand reveal, which will be at the end of the season. Have I got that right? Is that is that what you told me earlier, Dave? I was trying to keep up with you. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, although that game has finished, it does take them a while to get all the tables and points and bonus points, things updated. So we don't have that in time for this recording. Um, But I will remember to do a snapshot uh, sometime on Friday uh, so that when we do the um, Aston Villa away preview early next week, we will have the game week 36 update. But as you say, that means that that will be the final one and we'll have to wait until the end of the season. So the uh, entire midweek and also the final game of the season are completed. And then we'll know who's um, who's won. Who, we know who's the overall winner. We'll know who the main manager of the month is. We'll know the cup winner. There'll be lots to reveal. Can I just put a, a quick shout out in here as well, please? Because this is going to get overlooked by the time we do it next week. But listeners, as it stands at the moment, I am absolutely smashing the FPL this week. I've got loads of points, more points than I think I've ever had in a game week. And I am beating a certain Adam Dennett. 
from our analysis show head to head. I'm just going to get that in there because I've had very few things to cheer about in the FPL this year, Dave, and I'm going to put that in there. Um, now, obviously, this does mean, doesn't it, that we've got a gap to fill? We have, yes. We've got what we're going to do? Well, we decided this week to uh, do something a little bit different. So for a change, uh, we asked George Poole to speak with Newport-based Claret, uh, Luke Degelbert, to find out more about the We Wear the Same Shirt campaign uh, that was set up to tackle the stigma and discrimination faced by many people who are living with a mental health condition. So over to George and to Luke. So we're here today with an on-air of a podcast, and I am interviewing Luke de Gilbert. That's how I pronounce it, right, Luke? <laughs> brilliant. How are you doing today? I'm good, you? Yeah, brilliant. I've just got back from work. It's been quite a busy day, but uh, something, <laughs> something to look forward to. Scott, Luke, how did a guy from Newport end up supporting Burnley? I supported um, Burnley, I think. I um, can't remember now. I think my name I started to talk to some players. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. yeah, and um, I think it was, no, don't give me a shirt. Oh, <laughs> that's brilliant. Which which players did you speak to? I think at the time when I started supporting them, being the M, it was uh, no, don't at first. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a nice man, isn't he? <laughs> but then it was like Everett like, Peters as well. Oh, so all the fullbacks. You're going after the fullbacks. <laughs> yeah, and... Um, Jack Cook as well. Oh, brilliant. England international. Though you're Welsh, so you might not be as happy about that. <laughs> I didn't know he played for England, though. Yes, yeah. Only the one appearance, but I mean, it's something special still, isn't it? Tarkovsky as well. That's England, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Tarkovsky, we've had a few, haven't we, recently? Tarkovsky, Heaton, Pope, who hopefully will stay beyond. But the no. Yeah, under 21s, under 21s. I think he's still... G. Rodriguez won this one. Yeah, yeah. He's played once. I think same as Cork. <laughs> one cat wonders, but one cat's better than none, right? No, he won't ask this he? Yeah, he hasn't. No, no. I think the <laughs> ship's sailed for Lawton. I don't think he's going to get a cat. <laughs> I think I think we might have a better player than Connor Roberts. And, he, you know, as a Welshman yourself, I bet you love him. Um, I don't need for Connors as well. He's good. Oh, he's an absolute Rolls Royce, isn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes it all look really easy. And it's mental that he's only 21 years old. Yeah, Kevin Dompey started, he's a demon puppy. Yeah, I think on Sunday, because Tarkovsky's injured, and then obviously me's still injured, so it's going to be Kevin Long playing. But he's a, he's dependable, he's dependable, without being without being exceptional. What about the youngster on the bench? Is he a defender or no? I don't think so. I think, I think we'd struggle we've got Mancini who Gomez Mancini who's a centre mid because have you seen today um Jack Cork's always going to be injured on Sunday as well I know <laughs> we, we're losing we're losing everyone like flies at the moment these goggles injuries as well yeah 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 I think we're both struggling to put out teams so as long as neither of us get any more points we'd stay up so it'd be fine Everton and Thomas well never in as well I know, it's, it's a struggle really with Everton at the moment. I think they're doing enough to stay up. I think they've got too good a team. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not looking good. But I, th- I think if, if we can just stay above Leeds, that's all we need, isn't it, really? Yeah, I think, um, I think we get a draw, it's a top then. Then maybe beat Finner, 
Yeah. And Newcastle. Yeah. Two wins, them last two games. And I think we'd be mm-hmm. fine. I think even one win might do it for us at the moment. Mm-hmm. Well, you need... What's your thoughts on the White Horse as well? Yeah. And Corny. I, I, I mean, Corny's, Corny started so well, didn't he? Scoring all them goals. And he's not been quite as good since the Af- African Cup of Nations, but mm-hmm. you, could, you could tell he's still a quality player. And, and I really do like Veghorst. He just hasn't scored that many yet. Same as Barnes as well. Yeah, yeah. Barnes hasn't scored in a while, but he, he he's a bit different, isn't he? Because Barnes is coming towards the end of his time at Burnley, I'd suspect. But he still puts in a real shift and he's just a nuisance for defenders. Graham, I'd like, though. He's like, you know, just Graham. <sighs> He's been so good, hasn't he, Brownhill? He's been so good recently. And he seems like yeah. a real character as well. Yeah, baby, of these bats before the end season. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping so. Especially if Tarkovsky's injured now. We need Ben Mee back as soon as possible, really. And Peter's a bat, though, isn't he? Yeah. And, you know, there's actually been a few people wanting him to start over Taylor soon. He's, he's a good player, with yeah. Peters. He's he's impressed when I think when he's played. Yeah, Taylor is is right, but I think Peters is more like better defensive. Yeah, he's more solid, isn't he? Taylor's a lot better going forward, but Peters has got yeah. that. He's a bit like Bardsley. Yeah. Bardsley was always a better defender than Lawton, yeah. but not as good going forward. Yeah. See, with Lawton as well, but he's better defensive, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Roberts, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you could tell there's been a couple of times so recently where look, Roberts has got caught out a few times. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can't have everything in the world, can you, I suppose? Yeah, I want them two to start on Sunday, no, Peter said, Dugton. Yeah, yeah. And I, put I, Roberts on the wing. Yeah, I mean, we need something, don't we? And it might, it might be the case, we might play five in midfield, seeing as, you know, put, we might put five, five people in midfield, put McNeil in midfield and then put, uh, Roberts out wide, maybe because it's going to yeah, be a struggle against the corner as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then you'll have Corney and maybe Roberts out wide, yeah. McNeil in the middle, maybe Lennon though. Lennon's done well, so mm-hmm. you know uh, Lennon instead of Stevens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stevens is definitely going to have to play because we've got no one else. Yeah. Westwood being injured. Oh, yeah, Westwood's injured too, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How when, when did you you came to see the Burnley game against Liverpool, right? Uh, I went to watch uh, watch uh, against Leicester. Was me my first one? Oh, was it Leicester? What when you went to the game? Yeah, more was it Leicester? Leicester, <sighs> yeah. How how was it? It looked well nice. I saw some some photos. It's a shame. It was good. Uh, it was good beating some short Yeah, how um, was Dice? Good mate, he was the only one who came over and thought that was well. Really? That's nice, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, he does seem like a proper... Yeah. I listened to an interview with him today that's just come yeah. out uh, and he was just such a such a top man. So the goalkeeper coach as well. Oh, Billy Mercer? Uh, Connor Kane in it, I think. Oh, yeah, him as well. Yeah, yeah they came over. That's class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw that picture with Daesh because I, I managed yeah. to meet him uh, three years uh-huh. ago, it was so nice. Uh-huh. I bet by the entrance, I did really pack. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just managed to cut them off there and, and get a picture. Because it was good to see the post, but he went in the before cock that yeah. day. That's fair enough. Because 
of when was sixteen came in the most like yeah. win. Yeah. yeah. So I see two of them in the grand. Yeah. Was that the first time you've been to Turf Moor? It was me, yeah. That's class. Have you been back since or have you got plans to come back? Uh yeah, I'm not sure get them but yet the my go to away game though. Yeah, yeah. And away I presume you've not been to an away game yet? I've been there. Okay, so that's the one you're eyeing up, you're fancying. Uh, if we stay, I might go to Wolves. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Wolves is a good ground. I've been to Wolves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, I'll tell you what's a good one to go to, is Villa. Villa's a good one to go to. Because it's just a nice it? a nice stadium. It's a big stadium, yeah. And the atmosphere as well. Yeah, yeah. What one of the best atmospheres I'd say in the Prem is is, is is Villa. I think Liverpool's overrated. Liverpool's not as good as everyone says it is. So oh, man, they did. No, no, neither of them. Neither of them are very good. It's always it's always the smaller clubs which are better. Like Crystal Palace, that's a really good atmosphere. So I did as well. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And then and then yeah, yeah. I've managed to go to a few away games this season. What Watford was really good. Mm-hmm. That's game, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But um That was when Graham was good, wasn't it? Yeah, that winner in the last last two minutes. Yeah, it was absolutely electric. <laughs> He's been brilliant. Was... He's been brilliant recently as as Brownhill. Then that's okay will be good, I think now. Gives you Castle. Yeah, that'll be well, it's gonna be nervous, isn't it? It's gonna be really nerve wracking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. If it goes down to the last game and say we need to win, I think I'll be too <laughs> nervous to uh to, to go. Really, I I think I'll be sick. <laughs> and the nice whole game. Yeah, the nice whole game, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it is the last one. Last one. So I think it might come down to that to decide relegation. <laughs> what do you, do you think we'll stay up or not? I think I think we will do with these clubs. More injuries today, but we got Danny Jean's band. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was Harrison really good. Yeah, Bamford as well, Dennis. Yeah, the band as well. Yeah, the end as well. Yeah, it was good watching last night, and um, and you just saw them all get injured, and you're thinking, yeah. thank you, thank you for that. <laughs> Definitely a very kind of thing that was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's a shame. I think Southampton, I think we could maybe go above them, but I don't think Leeds can go above them because Leeds have only got two games left. So even if they won both, they'd still be below Southampton. So I don't think Southampton can really go down. I think it'd be decent, I think. Mm. Which team would you prefer to go down the most, Leeds, Everton or Southampton? Everton. Yeah? (laughs) (laughs) Why? Because I don't don't like the... Cheating, they do. <laughs> That's <laughs> fair enough. I think if yeah. I had to choose, I'd choose Everton to go down. It'd just be yeah. funny to see such a big club get relegated. <laughs> and and they've spent what five hundred million in the last five years on transfers. Like they go this side, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. It's bonkers. The, the amount of money they've paid and their squad is still rubbish. <laughs> compared Demar- to us Damari Gray wanted Towsend yeah Damari Gray as well yeah yeah he always seems to score, he always seems to score against us does Damari Gray 
<laughs> Tosin as well. Yeah. And they went, uh, Deli Alley, they got in January. He, he never pays. No, he doesn't, does he? I know. And I'm just think yeah. about just think about how how much wages that we're paying him. Yeah. It's bonkers, and you just you, you think we're probably a better team than them, maybe come the end of the season. But Charles as well. <laughs> it's so annoying to watch, isn't it? <laughs> he's so annoying, honestly. Yeah, he just dives all the time, and you can tell he's he's actually a good footballer, which is the even more annoying bit. So he can get away with it and still do some some good stuff, and he's probably single handedly keeping them up. Holgate as well, isn't it? Be good. Holgate, yeah. At least he's yeah. been through their academy. It makes it, you know, it's, yeah. it's a bit better. And Michael Keane. Well, we did well to get so much money for him, didn't we? Twenty twenty five million was it? Yeah. <laughs> and he's not looked the same player at Everton, unfortunately. <laughs> it makes you wonder, doesn't it, if. Uh, all these players that look really good playing next to Ben Mee. <laughs> he makes he, he he makes them look better players than they are, maybe. And Tarkovsky, so. Yeah. I think Tarkovsky's <laughs> better than Keane was. What do you think? I reckon, yeah. I reckon so. Yeah. He just seems more... He's got more bulk about him. He's bigger, <laughs> he's stronger. <laughs> but by Collins, he will be good. I reckon so. he'll be better than all of them at this rate. <laughs> To say he's only 21. <laughs> Not in this world. I was just gonna I was just gonna ask Luke, how did you how how did you get into uh, football as a kid? Um I started I started playing when I was younger. Yeah. And um I started watching football and then it was like the premiership and the World Cup. Yeah, nice. <laughs> and then, and then I've I've read through the the mirrors article that you got involved with the uh we we is it we wear the same shirt isn't it and Newport County community yeah how did that come about um this made the game really good to me yeah um yeah met where the Swindon place as well Jordan yeah you you played at Swindon's Swindon's ground didn't you yeah. <laughs> I bet, I bet that must have been amazing. <laughs> and they could you find some of them as well. <laughs> Just all, all <laughs> singing Luke, Luke, Luke. <laughs> I bet that must have been, I bet that must have been incredible. How did you play like did you play like the first half, second half? How did it go? Um lost both games. Like one was four one and three one the other. Was it played both halves as well? Brilliant. Where, what position do you play? Um, right back, okay. Ah, now <laughs> I can see why you like Lawton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think you play more like, Lawton or Roberts? Lawton more like. Yeah, better <laughs> defender. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you tackle them well. <laughs> but did you... Um, the we wear the same shirt. How how's how did they help you out with your football and being able to play football? Um, the coaches helped me like with the training and all that. Then because I studied six years ago, it was, and um, they helped me like do different stuff, like training and drills. 
because like we do drills before we have a game. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes like one on ones as well. That's brilliant. So, so, <laughs> so you support Newport as well as Burnley then? I've seen some pictures in the Newport shirt. <laughs> yeah. How are they doing <laughs> at the moment? Um, Starting well at the start of the season, but then as soon as the pressure was on them to get playoffs, and they um the heads dropped. It all fell apart. <laughs> and like the heads dropped and finished the effort then. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Well, you, you you managed to play for the community side, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. How's your season gone? How 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 have your recent games played? Um, this week this week games were only two games. We played something were good, but the training is uh, training them has been going really well. Brilliant. <laughs> Do you have ambition yeah. to play in a different position than right back, further up the field, striker maybe? The field maybe sometimes it goes. Ah, yeah. You found, Do you have a good <laughs> shot on you? Yeah. <laughs> a bit like Trent Alexander-Arnold, he's trying to play in midfield, isn't he? Yeah. That could be you. <laughs> now, how would you say, has, has football helped you, like, get socialised more with people? You, I presume you meet people at the football. Um, yeah, it, it helps it just helped me socialise. Also, when like when I get support for like footballers, you know, that's helped me a lot as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You've met you've met quite a few of the not Notts County players, haven't you? And so Newport, Newport, County. Yeah, yeah, Newport County. <laughs> They're all really nice. In the, yeah. Brilliant. And then. I met the feeling at the training session they had a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd done pictures with them then as well. Yeah, I bet that must have been awesome. What did you think? um, Obviously, you said earlier that you'd you'd met Daesh at Burnley. What did you think when Daesh got sacked? Were you happy, sad, or what? Um, I think it it was totally needed to change, but... I think he's a club legend, I do. Yeah, that's and was good at um, But since Jackson's coming, he's done really well. He has, hasn't he? Yeah, he's just won uh, Manager of the Month today, did you see? <laughs> yeah, and Ben B as well, happy night. Yeah, it's incredible what they've been able to do, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and when he's injured as well. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe if you ever get injured... Touch would you don't, but you'll be able to move into a coaching capacity. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, Tarkovsky will be there to help it, him as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he's there for the season. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Do you think Tarkovsky will stay or do you think he might leave this summer? I, f- I think if we stay at Ben, he will stay. But if we go down, he will go. Yeah, because he, he needs to try and get into that England World Cup squad, doesn't he? Uh, what about Peter's tricky stay or go and bet me? I think Peter's will, I think they'll both stay. I think Tarkovsky might leave just to go to a better team. But I think what about Lowden or Roberts? I think they'll both stay because I think Lawton will be 
like they, they both played quite a lot of games, so it's not like one of them's going to be really disgruntled and annoyed. I think Don will go. Yeah, though we see, we see, we seem to say that every year, and he stays another year. <laughs> Who's your favourite player then? Is it someone you've spoken to, or or one of the others? Um, Bed me has to be. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> He's my favourite as well. Or Cork. Yeah, yeah, Cork, <laughs> brilliant. I just I love the fact that he's he's in England international. It's quite quite special. Do you think Brenham will play for England or McNeil? I think McNeil's got a better chance because just because he's younger, isn't he? So he's got that room mm-hmm. to draw. I think McNeil's. Mm-hmm. I think uh, sorry. I think Brownell's a, a lot like Cork in that they're both solid players. So if 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 someone got injured in the England squad, they might call him up. So I think he might mm-hmm. get one cap one day, just like Cork did. But I don't think he'd be a regular. But the old puppy will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think so. He's so good, isn't he? I mean, that left that left <laughs> foot's incredible. <laughs> it, I don't know what fans are on this back, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it was it's annoying, isn't it? When you hear him getting booed, <laughs> and you think <laughs> like he's not been in the best of form this season, but he's been really good lately, and you can tell he's been yeah. a lot better under under Jackson. Yeah. And what do you think of um, Dice? Do you think he was holding the pace back or no? I think it's I think it was possibly like you're saying, maybe time for a change. I just think mm-hmm. sometimes players can hear the same voice too for too long. And we because we've had mm-hmm. the same squad essentially for the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. They might have they might have just lost that little edge about them when they were playing. They they just didn't quite have that extra one percent anymore. Not that they didn't like him, but that they just didn't quite. It just didn't. It was all a bit too same, same, same all the time. And it feels like under Jackson, <laughs> he just said, "Look, you just go and do what you want. You you do what you want." And it's. <laughs> I think he's got lucky in that we've had winnable games recently. I know Dice said <laughs> in his interview in his podcast today that if he thinks they'd have turned it round because he he was looking at this run of fixtures and saying. There's mm-hmm. definitely wins to be had there. Mm-hmm. But I think Jackson's just done such an incredible job and uh, he deserves that Manager of the Month award. Yeah, I think he will keep us up with him. Yeah. Would you give him the job if he keeps us up? I, I, I think he'd be better option than the others. Um, it'll be one to do. Yeah. Yeah, so you're happy to mm-hmm. stay, keep, keep him permanently if we do stop up. I read uh but being like a sister Dean or something. Yeah. I think. Yeah, like an experienced <laughs> assistant. I read Dean on that um bad and his um also to be Mountain as well. Yeah, I do I think that's I don't trust the bookmakers because Chris Wilder <laughs> Chris Wilder was odds on at one point as well, and that never happened. I think <laughs> I think because if someone just goes, if say three people went and put bets on Barton to be manager, the the, the <laughs> odds will fall. Like it's all just it's all influenced by whatever people are putting money on, and people don't have a clue. <laughs> Maybe being like a dolphin or something. Yeah, I mean they've both done really well, but they're both. I think they're both sentimental choices, and I don't think Pace mm-hmm. cares too much about that. Or Steve Ward, do you think? Because he's retired. Yeah, he's just retired, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. 
they were they were all brilliant for Burnley, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Superb. What? Uh, who was? Who's been? We've said Ben Me, but who's been your favourite player throughout history for Burnley? Like when you've been watching. Uh, when I've been watching. There's, there's a few. There's me. Like Steve Ward, I like him. Yeah. I did uh, Michael Duff as well. Yeah. Duff was so such a solid centre back, so, and he was it because he was here for so long. It's just remarkable. Matt Taylor, that Scott Arfield, he was good. Yeah, Scott Arfield. Dean as well. Yeah, Dean brilliant player. Just a shame he had so many injuries. It was a Dean wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like towards the end of his career, he just he got struck down by injury after injury, but he was at his best. He was brilliant. Scott Arfield was good as well, and he's still doing well, isn't he, for Rangers? <laughs> yeah, he was so he was he was a lot of fun to watch. I think that's one of my favourite goals is the one that Arfield scored against Blackburn. <laughs> Who do you reckon has been our best player this season? Tarkovsky for me. What about you? I think for me, Tarkovsky or maybe Collins because when he's coming. Yeah, he's not yeah. Let, yeah, he's not let anyone down, has he, when he's coming Collins. And to think yeah. he was only 20 years old for the most of the season. I mean yeah. it's incredible really what he's been able to do. Because we we basically haven't yeah. noticed that means yeah. being injured, which is as high a price yeah. you can give. Yeah, or Cork as well. Yeah, he, we, our record with Cork in the team is so much better than when he's not in the team. <laughs> I think that's one of the things that maybe Dash got wrong towards the end was not playing Cork. I didn't understand that. I didn't. No. Because we, so, we look such a better team with Cork in, in there. Because he was playing... It was a midfield day. He was playing instead. Yeah, Westwood was playing instead, wasn't he? Westwood, yeah. <laughs> I like Westwood, but he's not had the best of seasons, and it was quite obvious that Cork was playing well every time he played. <laughs> On then in the state of Cork, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I like, I like, I do like Lennon. It, it, it's just it shows that we've not had much money to spend. That we we playing Lennon when he's. You know he's he's quite old now. <laughs> like Chris like uh, he he does a good good there. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. and it's it'll yeah, be interesting. Lewis Richardson as well. Oh yeah, Lewis Richardson's the the striker, right? Who scores for yeah. fun? Yeah, it was the other one, as well. And there's that there's Gomez Mancini, Bannon as well. Yes, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And it'll be interesting if we do if we get relegated, God forbid. I think yeah. some of the youngsters would have the opportunity to prove themselves. Who goes well, you see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because it's the the last the mm-hmm. last youth player who came through and and mm-hmm. played first team properly was Gerard. <laughs> so it's about time we get mm-hmm. someone else. <laughs> Well, before before yeah. we go, Luke, I want to. I'm going to nail you down to predictions. Do you think we'll beat Tottenham this Sunday? I think 
I think it'd be two one Burnley or a one one draw. And who do you fancy to score for Burnley? I reckon it'd be Rodriguez if he's fit. Yeah. And um, Corney. Corney, you're backing him to score again. Yeah. <laughs> he's been brilliant this season, hasn't he, Corney? Yeah, or maybe Collins again. Ooh. <laughs> maybe 3 0. We'll take 3 0. Because he got injuries on these, won't Tottenham. Yeah, yeah, they have. It seems like everyone's coming down with just so many injuries at the moment. <laughs> but what do you think about the Villa game? Do you think we'll get anything from that or going to be tough seeing as we've just lost to them? Is it away or home? Away. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be true, if anything. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. we'll struggle to get a win there. And then obviously we've got Newcastle last game of the season at home. Which and they got Trippier as well, haven't they? Yeah, would. Yep, and they're both, yeah, Trippier's back from, from injury now. <laughs> and Chris Wood as well. Were you, were you happy when we saw Chris Wood or sad or indifferent? Happy I was, because I think Weckles is good and I think, be be- I think he's better than Wood, I do. Yeah, I agree. And it's not like Woods set the world on fire at Newcastle, is it? <laughs> and I think bands have a bands, I think, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a shame we've just got so many injuries at the moment because it makes it difficult for us, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I think Don will start on Sandino. Yes, he will. Yeah, at centre-back, yeah. yeah. And it, Collins. It, yeah, him and Collins. So it's going to be weird because Collins is going to be the better centre-back, I'd say, on Sunday. So he's it, there's pressure yeah. going to be on Collins to really marshal that back line. Would you be captain? Or I think Pope will, will do. Oh, yeah, because yeah, Cork's injured. Rodriguez is yeah. injured. And me's injured. So it, it's going to so be close, isn't it? Yeah. Pope, yeah. He'd be good, I reckon, though. Yeah, I agree. It it always feels it feels right to have like a a, a goalkeeper or a centre back as captain, doesn't it? Yeah. It's weird when a striker's captain. Yeah, and Pop won't like shout at the place. I think as well. No, no, yeah, he's he's a cracking lad. I I managed to meet Pope in four years ago, and he was really sound. Is he? Yeah, a really yeah. nice guy. So I'm I'm hoping we'll be able to keep him stay up this summer and 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 not not let him leave. I think Pope or Peters if he stays even, be yeah. good captain. Yeah, because Peters has got the experience, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's a good player. Or Dalton even. Yeah. If Peters. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be interesting. Would you Would you prefer to see us play Lawson or Roberts? Um, I think Dalton, but. But then it's something maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, because he's better defensively. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we got we got prediction of two one for Tottenham from you for the Tottenham game uh, to Burnley, yeah. and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be optimistic and say out a one all draw because I think it'll be tough <laughs> to get a win. But if we manage to come away with a draw on Sunday, it'd be such a boost to us. Because it's, it's basically a, a, a free kick, isn't it, this 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 Sunday? Because they're such a good team. No yeah. one expects us to get anything. What about Sonny Kane and the injured now? Oh, were they both injured? 
I don't know, something on the agenda. Becky on the agenda, I think. Yeah, yeah. Right, I'm, okay, I'm going to stick with my optimistic pick of a draw then. Because <laughs> I remember the, the, I've been to that new Tottenham game once and we lost 5 0, so. We'll see. Yeah, that, do you remember that game when Son scored that wonder goal where he ran through the whole team? Yeah, yeah I've seen yeah. that. That was a, yeah. horrible to watch as a Burn fan. Yeah. <laughs> I just hope Burn Arsenal beat them to that goal, so they tied for Sunday then. Yeah, and then you've got nothing to play, and you've got nothing to play for on Sunday if uh, if Arsenal win tonight. <laughs> so they might they might throw it throw it in their own net. Who knows? <laughs> but we could, yeah. It, it's just going to be a tense couple of weeks, but it's exciting, isn't it? A relegation battle because you're always on the edge of your seat, thinking what's going to happen next. Do you think an Everton on these will get any points on the nose? To a few games, I don't. I think Everton will finish above us, but yeah. I think we'll. I'm going to put my put it, put it on the line now and say I think Leeds are going to go down and we'll stay up above Leeds. Because yeah. he got Brighton next season and Brentford. Yeah, and both Brentford and Brighton have been playing really well. <laughs> I think got Brentford as well. Yeah, yeah, they have. Yeah. And well, so let's hope Everton, let's hope Brentford can uh, do us a favour. <laughs> I think yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be needed because we're gonna need all the luck on our side as this season comes to an end. <laughs> and um, they they beat the Wales well, and they Brentford as well. Yeah, they have. I think I think they'll struggle next season with that second <laughs> season syndrome. <laughs> And then Fulham, you got coming at them as well. They'll go straight back down. Do you not? Yeah. I think they'll go straight back down. Bournemouth as well. Yeah, another team which I'd be surprised if they stopped up. <laughs> and then Forest or everything can go up as well. Yeah, who 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 do you want to go up from the playoffs? Forest or Mont. Yeah, how? Why, why is that? Because that that Johnson for the Nigerian Wells, East Wells, he's Brendan got, Johnson. His, his dad used to play for Burnley, you know. Did he? Yeah, his dad used to play for Burnley. So maybe <laughs> if, uh, if they stay down, we can go and try and sign him. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. That might be nice. I want Luton to come up myself. Yeah. Because they're such a small club, it'd just be really nice to have them in the Prem. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping I'm, 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 I've got my fingers crossed that, that they can come up. But it's always just so entertaining the playoffs. It doesn't really matter who comes up because they're always really good games to watch, aren't they? I think Swindon might go up from need to now. Oh, I'm going to the game on Sunday, the sort of Swindon game. Oh, yeah. yeah, so um, they're against Port Vale, so it's going to be a, a bit yeah. of a difficult game. <laughs> Though I'm just glad Bristol yeah. Rovers managed to come up with Barton because that was good watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, been Bristol Rovers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, did you see the game? It was seven 0 This strike is good, didn't he? Yes, Collins yes. won it. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Yeah, James James Collins, right? Yeah. And Aaron Collins, I think. Yeah. Oh, is it Aaron? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then James Wilson scored for um, Port Vale. Port Vale one. Yeah, because he 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 used to play for United as a youngster, didn't he? 
So you, you could because I was I was at that game, Port Vale against Exeter, and you could tell he was a yeah. player. Do you reckon Andy Burnley plays on the front this summer, mate? I think I, reckon... I think the only one who'll leave that we don't want to leave is Tarkovsky. I think he will go mm. for someone like West Ham because he's, he needs to try mm. and somehow get into that England squad. Because Southgate doesn't like picking him, so he needs to really mm-hmm. hammer down that door. Glennon, the swimmer, maybe he would go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he, I think he's only on a one-year deal, so mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting. As as of this moment, who who would you like to see as the new manager? Or do you not not sure yet? Not sure yet. Uh, it's a bit early, isn't it? Because you think yeah. if we go down to the championship, you want a different manager than if we stayed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm just yeah. we've just got all our fingers crossed haven't we that we managed to stay up <laughs> I don't want to around Dois I mean them no no please no please no <laughs> brilliant <laughs> well thank you so much for speaking to us Luke I better <laughs> we've got two minutes left of the call tonight <laughs> so I'd, bet, I'd better uh, close up and say thanks for coming on to the No Name Never <laughs> podcast Luke and it was a pleasure to no, speak to you <laughs> Thanks a lot, Luke, and have a nice night. You too, you, mate. Bye, Luke. Bye. Oh, what a fantastic piece. Thank you both, Luke, and our very own George Poole for providing that insight into the We Wear the Same Shirt campaign. Um, Encourage you all to to have a look at that and see if you can support if you can. What a fantastic cause. Statman Dave's quiz question. Well, that's it. I think we just have a small matter of a quiz question that we need to set our listeners, please. What little nugget are you giving us this show, Dave? Right. Well, I think I made it too easy last time, so I think I'll make mm. it slightly more difficult this week. Uh, this even week's I got quiz- it. Yeah, even you got it. Yeah, it must even have been I easy. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week's quiz question is as follows. Uh, which Burnley player is the club's all-time top scorer in away games against Spurs in league and cup competitions combined? Ooh, that's a good one. Which Burnley player is the club's all-time top scorer in away games against Spurs in league and cup competitions? Right, well, I'm going to have to think about that and I'm going to submit my answer directly to the main man himself after we finish recording. While we do that, Dave, why don't you tell our listeners how they can submit their answers, correct or otherwise? Uh, yeah, you can get in touch with us, let us know the answer using any of these methods. You can tweet us or preferably send us a direct message on Twitter. That's at never. You can email us. That's previewshow at knownearnever.net. Or you can also reply to the post this preview show on either the Known in Never Facebook page or on YouTube. Indeed. And Team Known and Ever, you can, um, anybody who's, who's part of our team can drop it in the uh, short in our WhatsApp group, uh, which I do keep forgetting to check and send Dave the answers. Um, now, the answer to this week's quiz question is going to be revealed at the start of our next preview show, which we'll be looking ahead to the away trip to play Aston Villa at Villa Park, which will be next Thursday. We're hoping to have that episode available to you to listen to next Tuesday. Um, so you don't have long, I'm afraid, um, to, to get that to us. So what are we going to say, Dave? 7pm Monday to get that answer in? Uh, yes. Yeah, 7 p.m. Monday. There you go, listeners. That's your deadline. Um, so finally, then, do we have any community news before we let our lovely listeners go? Uh, just a short, quirky one this week, really. Uh, do you remember when we were due to play Spurs at Turf Moor? That was last December, and the match was called off uh, an hour before kickoff due to the heavy snow? I do remember, yes. 
I got yeah, stuck well, on the M65 trying mm, to get there. Well, you 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 had trouble travelling over from uh, from from where you live, but other people had uh, bigger issues. Oh. Uh, US-based Burnley fan Chris Hurst. Uh, from New Jersey, had travelled to the UK for that match and was obviously more disappointed than most that it didn't go ahead on the scheduled date. Um, He wasn't able to get to the UK for the rescheduled match in February, but he is going to be travelling 3,500 miles for the match at Spurs this weekend instead. So let's hope the weather is fine in North London for midday this Sunday. Oh, let's do it. And, and Chris, if you are listening to the to the uh, podcast, have a fantastic day. Uh, and all Burnley fans, if you are going down to the game at the weekend, do try and seek Chris out and give him a very warm Burnley welcome. Um, well, that is all we have time for this week. So we're going to let you go. My thanks as ever go to everybody who has contributed to getting the preview show out on air. To Ricky from The Last Word on Spurs for providing us with an opposition view. To our very own George Poole and guest Luke Degelberg for the We Wear the Same Shirt feature. Um, Turf Moor Stadium announcer Dominic Walker for his specially recorded preview show announcements. Producer Matt for getting all of this together and getting it out there. And of course, to Dave Statman-Roberts for all of the research, all the stats, and putting so much time, energy, and love into producing the preview show as it is. Um, last but by no means least, you the listener for downloading and listening to this episode. Your support is very much appreciated and we would not be here without you. Um, we will We'll be back, as we said, next Thursday with that um, preview show Before ahead that of- then. Uh, sorry, Tuesday. We'll be back on Tuesday yeah. with that preview show. Thank you, Dave. Um, always coming back uh, with that preview show ahead of that Villa game. And we're hoping that the analysis team will be able to, to get something out to you. It might only be a short podcast, uh, but just something for you to fill that void before we play that Villa game. Um, in the meantime, Godspeed to all travelling clarets on the way down to Spurs at the weekend. Please look after yourselves and your, and your loved ones. And cheer the boys on. Bring back those three points. It would be very, very well welcome. I've been Natalie Bromley. This has been the preview short brought to you by the None and Ever podcast. Until next time. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.